Welcome to Next Economy Now. The goal of this podcast series is to highlight the leaders who are taking a regenerative, bioregional, equitable, democratic, racially just, and whole systems approach to creating the new economy. Hello, hello. How are you, Erin? Hello, Tamika. Welcome to the show. I'm just going to share with the listeners a little bit about your work, and then we're going to dive right in. So, Tamika Peoples, folks, my name is Erin Axelrod. I'm a partner at Lyft Economy. I'm so honored to be here with Tamika, who is a native of Sacramento and the founder, CEO, and managing director of Seed to Shirt, which we're going to hear a lot about. She has done the work of leading this company. She's the visionary founder and board of director and president of also the People's Foundation, which is really embodying this practice that she really embodies, which is we have to be the change. Tamika leads with her heart and a focus on improving the lives of people and planet. And that has guided her in making products that people and businesses need, all while supporting the very people, community, and planet that is so critical in making that product. So without further ado, Tamika, please share, how did you get started with Seed to Shirt and what is it? Let our listeners know. Oh my goodness, Erin, it's such a great story, but I guess really my purpose walk. Hello, everyone. As Erin mentioned, I'm Tamika Peoples, founder of Seed to Shirt. You know, we're the first Black woman-owned, ethically produced, eco-friendly blank t-shirt company. We provide print services on our t-shirts as well. We support the Black community from cotton seed to cotton shirt. How did it start, right? I really was looking to do similar to most businesses, right? Looking to promote, looking to shop local, looking to do things that were environmentally friendly. And when I was looking for a blank t-shirt to support a hackathon that we were doing in the community, I wanted that t-shirt to be made by a Black company. Further, I wanted the cotton that went into that shirt to come from Black cotton farmers. And as I went about trying to find this shirt, I realized it didn't exist. And so uh, to me, that just really didn't sit right. You know, how can Black people, Black community really, you know, push fashion, use branding, use different apparel products, and we weren't the makers of something as simple as a t-shirt. And so that's really where it started. You know, there was no ethically sourced blank t-shirt company that supported Black people, like I said, from cotton seed to cotton shirt. And so I went about the process of creating what didn't exist. And it took a long time, right? Because <laughs> when you get into making of a product, right, you could go simple batch and decide to produce whatever is used in factory, or you could really hone in on how you want that produced, where you want that produced. And that is really the story behind Seed to Shirt. We started our efforts to source the cotton we realized that we wanted to work within Africa, but also have the same model here in the U.S. So we started with our first product line, our blank t-shirt line, where the cotton comes from organic cotton farmers out of Burkina Faso. And we are probably one of the 1% of companies that produces our entire value chain in Africa. And then we bring that shirt here to the U.S. and we, we offer production services on that shirt because most people don't just want a blank t-shirt, right? Most companies are looking for something to be on that shirt. So we partner with a black print fulfillment company out of Georgia. And so 
I guess, Aaron, as they say, the rest is history. I also thought it was important for our company to enrich the communities by which we were sourcing from. And so I will get into a little bit more of that later. But really, that's the story of how Seat to Shirt came to be. Well, you've certainly piqued my curiosity. Would love to hear how are you enriching the communities that you're sourcing from? Great, great question. When we began to work within West Africa and with organic cotton in that region, we discovered very quickly that those cotton farmers were looking to improve their livelihoods in ways that can help them on the farm. And what we mean by that is typically when you're growing organic cotton, there's a lot of things that have to change about how you would traditionally grow and harvest cotton. And so there are a small group of farmers within that have decided to go organic. And with that comes different methodologies of how you tend to your soil, methodologies to what tools that you might need. And most of those farmers didn't have some of these resources. So we partnered with the cotton farmer union, if you will, in that region and said, hey, listen, we would love to develop a program that can help support the farmers in soil health training, tools and resources that they'll need to help improve on their farmland. And we are going to commit a portion of every sale of seed to shirt product to this farmer enrichment program. And we discovered that the women in this program, which most of the farmers who were farming organically were 58% women, and at times they weren't having equal access to tools and resources. So we made it a concerted effort within our farmer enrichment program to put the women farmers first in all of the considerations and program implements. Incredible. And I'd be curious, this strikes me as something that is particularly unique in the textile industry. Can you talk a little bit about your positioning as it compares to sort of what our listeners might typically come across when they're going shopping for a (laughs) t-shirt? Yes, right. So one, I can say the t-shirt makers who are producing ethical t-shirts, which are sometimes they're 100% organic, those are quality t-shirts. And typically the regulation by which you can certify that that shirt is what we would call up to global organic textile standards. That's great. You know, they're going to get a quality shirt. These shirts are going to last longer. They're going to be better for their skin and health. However, some of those t-shirt companies kind of stop there, right? They're giving you a quality product that will last and stand the test of time, right? But you don't get to hear much about the communities that help to make that shirt. More so, you don't necessarily have an opportunity to know that with your support or purchase of this t-shirt, that those communities that say the seamstress who we are doing things with a very carbon neutral footprint with our seamstress. We we selected certain group of farmers to source our cotton from, right? We we begin to tell the story of these farmers and not only tell their story, but we are also supporting their livelihoods by improving the, the models and their farming techniques through our farmer enrichment program. So it's very rare that you'll have a company that has a, let's say in our case, we have a agricultural budget, right? We are 
essentially employing soil scientists. We have workshops that we do with our farmers. So we go beyond just giving you a very quality organic t-shirt that you know is serving the planet well, but we're also servicing and supporting the people who help to produce that shirt. So that's our our market differentiator. It's a more of a triple bottom line approach where it's people, planet, and quality product. Incredible. Tamika, how has this business journey influenced your own personal connection to material culture? Oh, Erin, I love that question. Thank you for that. It has really opened my eyes. Oftentimes, and I think this is probably for most people, right? You you wake up, you're throwing on this beautiful piece, or you're, you're kind of choosing your clothing based on, let's say, feel or look, and sometimes not a really open eye as to the impact that the very product that you're putting on may have on the planet, right? Or what it took to get it from the store you bought it in to now being on your back. And so it really opened my eyes to the textile industry, which I know a lot of us refer to it as the fashion industry, but in truth, it's the textile industry. And in textile production, there are a lot of things that happen that impact people (laughs) and impact the planet. And so it really just opened my eyes to understanding what those impacts were and how you could change that even with your purchase, but hopefully in your practice every day of how you consider what you buy and who you buy from. And at the end of the day, it it really made me realize that we are all connected. We are all connected. And we have these huge, I think, concerns about what is happening to our world, what is happening to the people that we care about in this world, and what can we do to change that, to change it for the better. So it just opened my eyes to impacts across all, all sectors, from the makers to the farmers to the consumers. Thank you for sharing. I'm curious also if there's, many of our listeners may not be thinking a lot about the history as well connected to cotton and how that relates. I'm wondering if there's any insights or thoughts that you would share about that the historical context in the context of your present day business? Most people, at least for those who might be in North America listening to this show, understand the impacts that cotton had on chattel slavery. People put in bondage for the value that this crop was to the world and certainly to the United States in the building of what the United States is and has become. A lot of African-Americans have a very visceral reaction when we see a piece of raw cotton, right? And it's it's because in our DNA, there's a connection to that chattel slavery and to what our ancestors and foremothers and fathers went through to build the United States, right? And so there's that history. But also there's this realization, and I think that Cotton really touches everything in every part of our lives. And yes, there is this historical context with, as we know, our Black farmers being almost eliminated. 
what we went through as Black people here in this country with slavery and cotton, understanding that cotton really originated in Africa and where it migrated to through the Asiatic countries. I mean, there's an understanding of that history, but the knowledge of being able to make sure that the people who were most impacted and in truth, still most connected to this commodity of cotton, begin to have a level of benefit and positive relationship with that commodity or with cotton. So just us honoring and reverencing the sacrifices that Black people and Black bodies have had and been associated with this commodity and the building of empires, really, just to honor them and to know that we can look at that history, acknowledge that history, and then begin to decide how we're going to change that relationship with cotton and with empowering people and communities centered with cotton at the center of that. We all can make a conscious choice to do that. What is most inspiring to you right now, maybe some projects you have upcoming with the company that you'd like to share, some previews? What is keeping you lit up and keeping your soul fueled? Oh, my. <laughs> Sorry, I had to finish that question because I'm so excited. We are working on a few new projects. We, one, we want to bring two new line offerings to market. Of course, produced in the same way we've described as our T-shirts are. We're looking at a baby line and a youth product line, which we've had many requests for that, as well as a hoodie line, something that will be better for more winter wear. So we're excited about that project. And also up and coming for us is just a deeper relationship with cotton farmers out of uh, West Africa and Uniquely here in the U.S., we're working on a project with Fibershed and a few other partners that will really look to bring a more regionally focused organic cotton production and textile material production to the Central Valley of California. So I'm excited about that. Just keeping me up at night, I will be honest, what really keeps me up at night is knowing and having this deep connection with the farmers. We every day are having meetings with our team in Africa, and we're really expanding that relationship and looking to really explore how we globally connect those farmers to what we would be doing here regionally. And so, you know, those are the the new things that are coming up, a couple new product line drops, and hopefully you guys will be hearing more about what will be happening in California with Sea to Share. Wow. Can't wait for that. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) and you mentioned what's keeping you up at night. I'm curious, what are challenges that are happening for you? Well, as you could all probably tell, right, we have this international connection. And so for me, the challenge is always, believe it or not, language. (laughs) I have built a great team of translators and teammates that help us do this work. But I, at my young, ripe age, is going through the challenge of learning a new language so that we can immerse ourselves more with our community partners in West Africa. And that new language for me is French and a few others. So for me, that's a personal challenge, right? But from a business perspective, the challenge for us is 
making sure people understand what it is Seed to Shirt is working to build. Yes, you know, we're a startup. We can be a bit nimble in how we've approached production. But at the end of the day, we are looking to build community and a tribe of people who are also looking for these levels and measures of impact and measures of change. And we believe we can do that one t-shirt, one conversation, one community partner. Some people might call them customers. We call you all community partners at a time. Beautiful. I love this idea of a community and it makes me think about this one earth community that we're a part of. And because you're so connected to the land and to farmers, I have to ask, are you seeing impacts around climate change and how that's affecting your growers? And if not, great, but I I just, I'm curious. I imagine our listeners are curious as well. I can say that there's been differing and varying levels of rain or lack of rainfall in certain regions that have impact to our growers. Most of our growers are dependent on natural occurrences, not what our typical farmers may be here in the U.S. where we could go and get water table reserves and still be able to farm. That's not their reality. And so I can say on at the top of all of the farmer's mind is how do we prepare for what is next? How do we understand what is to come and how do we prepare? And so you can imagine communities who maybe are struggling with the basic essentials, being able to bring the data and the information on what is expected and how can we best prepare them is so, so critical right now. They are too very concerned. This is why this addressing how we produce, what we produce, how we consume is so, so important. I think that's really essential is being able to educate our farmers, being able to work side by side with them to understand these impacts and to, as a team, address what can we do? What are we actively doing to make those changes so that the effects of the environment are starting to be minimized? We are unfortunately starting to wrap up our interview. I have so many (laughs) more questions. I could spend hours talking to you, Tamika, but I really want you to share with our listeners, how can they interface with your company, support your company? What do you need right now? Yes. Well, people can find out and support Seed to Shirt at seedtoshirt.com. You can find us on all of our social media platforms at Seed to Shirt. But what do we need right now, right? There's ways that you can support us that go beyond just purchasing a product. Some of you may sit in spaces. I'll take, talk about the purchasing product first, right? Some of our listeners may be sitting in a space where they are corporate buyers. Perhaps they need t-shirts for an event or for their nonprofits that are running certain engagements. That's right. That's kind of how we started. Just do know that you can use our shirts for promotional needs. We are able to print, you know, eco-friendly printing on those t-shirts and still bring you the brand experience you would be used to with any other's product or service. Secondly, we have our farmer enrichment program, which can also be found on our website. But if those are, or there are people who are interested in supporting 
just that. There are ways they can actually donate to our farmer enrichment program right there on our website. Um, know that every dollar is going to tools and resources for our farmers in not only in Africa, but as we build our models out here in the U.S. So those are our three ways that you can support. Just consider us as you think through your apparel and branding needs. Thank you. And obviously share out the story too. Share, share. Yes, definitely. Sharing beyond yourself is always really important. You never know who may be listening or who. And just knowing that we have listeners and supporters also helps to grow us. You know, we want to make sure to speak and connect with all of our community members. And are there any personal requests to Mika of how folks could support you personally as an amazing entrepreneur and woman in this space? I'm always looking to surround myself with a great network and mentors. I am a follower leader in the way I feel like we learn the most and grow the most when we can receive recommendations and kind of suggestions. And I'm always looking to grow my professional and personal network because it helps me grow. I learn as much from my counterparts as I'm sure maybe they learn from me. So yes, that's my personal ask. If you want to connect with me, please do. And let's share a virtual cup of coffee or maybe an in-person coffee. My LinkedIn profile, Tamika Peoples. And I'm always responsive there and and look forward to connecting with you all there. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Tamika, and your leadership in this space of textiles industry is so critical. So thank you for persevering and persistence and commitment. And it's really sweet to reconnect and talk to you again. Oh, thank you so much, Erin. It's my pleasure being here. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And I really do hope you join us. And I look forward to connecting with you out here somewhere. Thank you. Next Economy Now is a production of Lift Economy. To listen to all of our episodes, go to lifteconomy.com slash podcast. That's L-I-F-T economy.com slash podcast. You can also sign up for our monthly newsletter at lifteconomy.com slash newsletter. Please also rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.